Chapters 10 and 11 of Commentary on the Apocalypse of the Blessed John by Victorinus. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. From the 10th chapter. I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was as it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire, and he had in his hand an open book, and he set his right foot upon the sea, and his left foot upon the earth. He signifies that mighty angel who, he says, descended from heaven, clothed with a cloud, is our Lord as we have narrated. His face was as it were the sun. That is, with respect to the resurrection, upon his head was a rainbow. He points to the judgment which is executed by him, or shall be, an open book a revelation of works in the future judgment, or the apocalypse which John received. His feet, as we have said above, are the apostles, for that both things in sea and land are trodden underfoot by him signifies that all things are placed under his feet. Moreover, he calls him an angel, that is, a messenger, to wit of the Father, for he is called the messenger of great counsel. He says also that he cried with a loud voice. The great voice is to tell the words of the omnipotent God of heaven to men, and to bear witness that after penitence is closed, there will be no hope subsequently. Seven thunders uttered their voices. The seven thunders uttering their voices signify the Holy Spirit of sevenfold power, who through the prophets announced all things to come, and by his voice John gave his testimony in the world, but because he says that he was about to write the things which the thunders had uttered, that is, whatever things had been obscure in the announcements of the Old Testament, he is forbidden to write them. But he was charged to leave them sealed, because he is an apostle, nor was it fitting that the grace of the subsequent stage should be given in the first. The time, says he, is at hand. For the apostles, by powers, by signs, by portents, and by mighty works, have overcome unbelief. After them, there is now given to the same completed churches the comfort of having the prophetic scriptures subsequently interpreted. For I said that after the apostles, there would be interpreting prophets. For the apostle says, and he placed in the church indeed, first apostles, secondly prophets, thirdly teachers, and the rest. And in another place he says, Let the prophets speak two or three, and let the others judge. And he says, Every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered dishonoreth her head. And when he says, Let the prophets speak two or three, and let the others judge, he is not speaking in respect of the Catholic prophecy of things unheard and unknown, but of things both announced and known. But let them judge whether or not the interpretation is consistent with the testimonies of the prophetic utterance. It is plain, therefore, that to John, armed as he was with superior virtue, this was not necessary, although the body of Christ, which is the church, adorned with his members, ought to respond to its position. I took the book from the hand of the angel and ate it up. To take the book and eat it up is when exhibition of a thing is made to one to commit it to memory and it was in my mouth as sweet as honey. To be sweet in the mouth is the reward of the preaching of the speaker, 
and is most pleasant to the hearers, but it is most bitter both to those that announce it and to those that persevere in its commandments through suffering. And he says unto me, Thou must again prophesy to the peoples, and to the tongues, and to the nations, and to many kings. He says this because when John said these things, he was in the island of Patmos, condemned to the labor of the mines by Caesar Domitian. There, therefore, he saw the apocalypse, and when grown old, he thought that he should at length receive his quittance by suffering. Domitian being killed, all his judgments were discharged, and John being dismissed from the mines, thus subsequently delivered the same apocalypse, which he had received from God. This, therefore, is what he says, Thou must again prophesy to all nations, because thou seest the crowds of Antichrist rise up, and against them other crowds shall stand, and they shall fall by the sword, on the one side and on the other. From the eleventh chapter. And there was shown unto me a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise, and measure the temple of God, and the altar, and them that worship therein. The reed was shown like to a rod. This itself is the apocalypse which he subsequently exhibited to the churches. For the gospel of the complete faith he subsequently wrote for the sake of our salvation. For when Valentinus and Serenthus and Ebion and others of the school of Satan were scattered abroad throughout the world, there assembled together to him from the neighboring provinces all the bishops and compelled him himself also to draw up his testimony. Moreover, we say that the measure of God's temple is the command of God to confess the Father Almighty, and that his Son Christ was begotten by the Father before the beginning of the world, and was made man in very soul and flesh, both of them having overcome misery and death, and that, when received with his body into heaven by the Father, he shed forth the Holy Spirit, the gift and pledge of immortality, that he was announced by the prophets, he was described by the law, he was God's hand, and the word of the Father from God, Lord over all and founder of the world. This is the reed and the measure of faith, and no one worships the holy altar save he who confesses this faith. And the court which is within the temple leave out. The space which is called the court is the empty altar within the walls, these being such as were not necessary. He commanded to be ejected from the church. It is given to be trodden down by the Gentiles, that is, to the men of this world, that it may be trodden underfoot by the nations, or with the nations. Then he repeats about the destruction and slaughter of the last time, and says, They shall tread the holy city down for forty and two months, and I will give to my two witnesses, and they shall predict a thousand two hundred and threescore days clothed in sackcloth that is, three years and six months. These make forty-two months. Therefore, their preaching is three years and six months, in the kingdom of Antichrist as much again. If any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth, and devoureth their enemies. That fire proceedeth out of the mouth of those prophets against the adversaries, bespeaks the power of the world. For all afflictions, however many there are, shall be sent by their messengers in their word, Many think that there is Elisha or Moses with Elijah, but both of these died. While the death of Elijah is not heard of, 
with whom all our ancients had believed that it was jeremiah for even the very word spoken to him testifies to him saying before i formed thee in the belly i knew thee and before thou camest forth out of the womb i sanctified thee and i ordained thee a prophet unto the nations but he was not a prophet unto the nations and thus the truthful word of god makes it necessary which it has promised to set forth that he should be a prophet to the nations these are the two candlesticks standing before the lord of the earth these two candlesticks and two olive trees he has to this end spoken of and admonished you that if when you have read of them elsewhere you have not understood you may understand here for in zechariah one of the twelve prophets it is thus written these are the two olive trees and two candlesticks which stand in the presence of the lord of the earth that is they are in paradise also in another sense standing in the presence of the lord of the earth that is the presence of antichrist therefore they must be slain by antichrist and the beast which ascendeth from the abyss after many plagues completed in the world in the end he says that a beast ascended from the abyss but that he shall ascend from the abyss is proved by many testimonies for he says in the thirty-first chapter of ezekiel behold ashur was a cypress in mount lebanon ashur deeply rooted was a lofty and branching cypress that is a numerous people in mount lebanon in the kingdom of kingdoms that is of the romans moreover that he says he was beautiful in offshoots he says he was strong in armies the water he says shall nourish him that is the many thousands of men which were subject to him and the abyss increased him that is belched him forth for even isaiah speaks almost in the same words moreover that he was in the kingdom of the romans and that he was among the caesars the apostle paul also bears witness for he says to the thessalonians let him who now restraineth restrain until he be taken out of the way and then shall appear that wicked one even he whose coming is after the working of satan with signs and lying wonders and that they might know that he should come who then was the prince he added he already endeavors after the secret of mischief that is the mischief which he is about to do he strives to do secretly but he is not raised up by his own power nor by that of his father but by command of god of which thing paul says in the same passage for this cause because they have not received the love of god he will send upon them a spirit of error that they all may be persuaded of a lie who have not been persuaded of the truth and isaiah saith while they waited for the light darkness arose upon them therefore the apocalypse sets forth that these prophets are killed by the same and on the fourth day rise again that none might be found equal to god and their dead bodies shall lie in the streets of the great city which spiritually is called sodom and egypt but he calls jerusalem sodom and egypt since it had become the heaping up of the persecuting people therefore it behooves us diligently and with the utmost care to follow the prophetic announcement and to understand what the spirit from the father both announces and anticipates and how when he has gone forward to the last times he again repeats the former ones and now what he will do once for all he sometimes sets forth as if it were done and unless you understand this as sometimes done 
and sometimes as about to be done, you will fall into a great confusion. Therefore, the interpretation of the following sayings has shown therein that not the order of the reading, but the order of the discourse must be understood. And the temple of God was opened, which is in heaven. The temple opened is a manifestation of our Lord, for the temple of God is the Son, as he himself says, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. And when the Jews said, Forty and six years was this temple in building, the evangelist says, He spake of the temple of his body. And there was seen in the temple the ark of the Lord's testament. The preaching of the gospel and the forgiveness of sins, and all the gifts, whatever that came with him, he says, appeared therein. End of chapters 10 and 11